Welcome back to Bodies by Brent. I am your host, Brent Ruska. And on today's episode, we have Jill and Jenna. Jill and Jenna are sisters, TikTokers, podcasters, health and wellness experts who battled years of gut issues. After feeling unwell for so long, they found the world of functional medicine, took control of their gut health and overall health, and decided to share their message on TikTok. They quickly developed a following and are on a mission to educate their community on the importance of being your own health advocate through gut health, mental health, and physical health. On this episode, we cover the importance and difference between fitness and health, ways to manage gut problems, how to make good gut decisions to boost your mental health, and how to improve your general health and well-being. We also go deep into their own struggles with gut health and what inspired them to first start their story of their grandmother. All right, guys, dive into this episode. Enjoy, like, follow, and share this with somebody you think will greatly benefit. Jenna and Jill, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So I wanted to dive into your stories and something I wanted to go into when I listened to your first podcast. You can tell me if you don't want to go into this, but your grandmother and Alzheimer's is a big Mm. reason why you started what you started. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to hear more about that. I was very curious. Yeah. So we also don't have to No, we grew up so blessed. We had all four of our grandparents that lived within 30 minutes of us. Yeah. It sounds like you have a super tight family. It's awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we call our mom way too often for being 27 and almost 25, but, (laughs) um, each grandparent has played such a different role in our lives And our Nana was a former teacher and she was someone who was just, she she was the sweetest soul you'll ever meet, like a literal angel on earth. And she got sick. And this was before any of us knew anything. We were, we weren't even gluten free. Like we were just, we thought frozen peas was like a really healthy way to have frozen peas and canned corn was like vegetables. That's fucking what I Add some peas into my, right, exactly. my my microwave rice, right. and I'm good. Exactly, yeah. lima beans. Right, yeah. and so the long story short is that Nana started having really bad hip pain. She had pretty rough arthritis, and before you know it, this woman who was reading all of the time, incredibly smart. She wasn't reading. She was she was got a lot quieter. She was on a lot of pain medication and sleeping pills. This this came out of nowhere. Or? Yeah, they were just treating the pain. Got yeah. it. So she got pain. Yeah. That's the first thing that happened. Mm-hmm. And her her mom, our great grandma, lived into her 90s. And so, you know, we've had really, we've been blessed with really great genes. I guess all of our grandpas are 92. Oh, our wow. grandma's mm-hmm. 87. Mm-hmm. So we weren't really expecting anything, but she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and she had it for six years. And just watching hindsight, watching the way that doctors treated her, I was like, oh, it was almost kind of like there goes another one, right? Mm-hmm. Like they were trying to treat the pain, but no one was thinking outside the box. And like even the home that she stayed at towards the end, the way they fed everyone who lived there it was everything like so cold. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and there's no other options other than like you either don't do treatment or you do these pills or right. chemo or whatever the treatment is. And then that's it. There's no yeah. other like you know, I don't know, go on walks or exercise or, you know, any other kind of, I don't know, health thing. Yeah. So simultaneously, while we were having our gut issues, our dad, actually, it's our mom's mom, but our dad was like, I do not want to go out this way 
whenever the time comes, right? And so our parents did, they work with a brain specialist in Florida and they did all their panels, the blood work and everything. And they completely changed their lives to make sure they got tested for the the Alzheimer's gene, which luckily they don't have. And they made significant changes in the way they eat, their supplementation, everything. Mm -hmm. And it just, it opened our eyes to the fact that you have to be your own health advocate. For sure. Do you know what the gene is off the top of your head? No, I don't know. That's okay. Do yeah. you know what supplements they started? What were some of the things they well, started doing? So this is, you know, crazy because this is what we do. And this is funny because we also have been obviously struggling with this our whole lives, but they got their gut health tested. That was the number one thing that they did before they got brain scans as well, but a uh, stool test to say what was going on with their gut, because we know the brain gut connection is so, you know, intimate. It is so prevalent and one of the biggest things is obviously taking care of your gut health. So the supplements were around, okay, they found H. pylori in my mom's gut. It's a bacteria that harbors in uh, the stomach, took care of that with supplements. And all of these supplements, you know, they're herbal remedies, essentially, Mm -hmm. um, for the most part. And that's basically where they started. They got brain scans. They did a lot of, you know, it's Keto, you can throw that all around, but they, my parents at the age they're at are on low carb as well. And so that has also been a huge factor as well. But we say, I say like our parents are aging backwards and we're not concerned about their health. We're not concerned about their brain health. We know that they're doing the right things, taking the right things. And it has obviously been a huge inspiration for us, but I think vice versa, we were a big inspiration for them because Jill and I were having a lot of issues and we were saying, you know, we need to all do this together. You know, this is a, you have to change your life if you want to see things improve. So, and I think too, with that, you see a lot of times, especially dating, one person wants to get healthy and the other person kind of holds them back Mm -hmm. or even like at the gym, I'm sure you see it all the time too, right? Like someone wants to get into this really great routine, but the other person's like, come on, hang out with me. And with our family, it was like, everyone was like, (laughs) on this train. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. it was, and like our dad, our mom is, our mom doesn't have any health issues, but our dad definitely did. And he's, he's noticed a little like, overweight. He was overweight and he had like really bad, uh, like was it pain arthritis in yeah, his fingers? He Cause that. he golfs all the time. Mm-hmm. So he like, ex- he was exhausted all the time. Like there's so many things that he saw improve too. So they were doing it to prevent things in the future, but they saw a massive transformation now. And yeah, our parents do, they look incredible. We're yeah. like, go mom and dad. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys interviewed them? No, but you we should. To we totally should. Because yeah. that would be very inspiring. Cause I think a lot of our parents don't do any of that. And mm-hmm. if they hear it from somebody that age yeah. that they can do all those things and what has actually happened, it, it, it's very inspiring for millennials parents. Yeah, so I think absolutely. a lot of millennial parents are very resistant to all that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And I think people see their parents and see the stage. And I think a, a massive, you, yeah. a massive theme is, oh, I'm eight, you know, when I'm 80, it's just downhill from here. Why? We our 92 year old grandpa. One of them is thriving. Yeah. He's, feels incredible. He has so much energy. He still plays golf. He's a massive baker. Wow. Um, That's so inspiring. You know, I can be fucking killing it at 90. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, why are you, why do you think you have to interview him? Yeah. No, we are. He went viral. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. E news complex. They all picked it up because he bakes gluten free, dairy free for us 
all the time. Yeah, I, I, I every have, Friday, right? Yeah, every, yeah. You have yeah, to see. Friday. I don't know. If <laughs> you guys got to send me baked goods. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. We have to send you the video, though. Yeah. You oh, seen I haven't it. seen it. Oh, no. yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. We, Jenna posted a TikTok just like, oh, this is cute for the holidays. Yeah. And like overnight, I mean, he got combined probably over 30 million views like yeah. every e-news posted i think on uh new year's eve it was like going into 2022 trying to be more like papa rudy yeah. and we were like insane everyone was sending us they're like that's your grandpa right. like we know <laughs> and this all crazy. stemmed from your grandmother having alzheimer's yeah. like everyone deciding to take control of their health well was- yes actually because when it, it's you know in health like if your friends see you doing something or your family they're like, you know, maybe they'll judge you at first if it's something wild. Um, but they once they see you and they see that progress and they see that transformation, people start, you know, they're wanting to like get into it too. For sure. And that's exactly, you know, our grandpa, he eats, I don't know. I mean, he's try he texted me the other day, he goes, Have you ever heard of mushroom coffee? I'm like, Yes, Papa. <laughs> you know, like he's That's trying. Amazing, That's what I'm saying. It's like, he's yeah, curious. Yeah, he's curious. Nana was an inspiration, I would say, more for our parents. Okay. We really yeah. struggled with our health. Like we were going yeah. down this path regardless. We speak out a lot more because of Nana, in my opinion. Yeah, like, sure. Because for us, it was like, okay, we have to get our own gut health under control. I was a student athlete in college and I really, really struggled. She had her own struggles, especially when it combined with like mental health in college. So we were dealing with our own things, but the way we saw our grandma treated through the healthcare system, that was kind of, um, I don't know, like an awakening Mm -hmm. of you have to advocate for your own health, for your family's health or no one will. Mm hundred percent. So hundred percent. Well, take, I want to go through your guys's journey. You know, where did your health problems start to arise? Yeah. So my health oh i mean i was for as maybe the age of three four i remember having piercing stomach aches and this continued for a long time it just was you know one of those things again brain gut connection we were both athletes i played soccer jill played softball i would be so nervous before every single game i mean like so much so i would be like sprinting to the bathroom because i was like my stomach can't handle this like my nerves everything And that was one thing. But then the other part was just from the food we were eating. We ate well. But again, health back 20 years ago is different than it is now. Totally. You think health is, you know, I don't know, it's completely different ballgame. But we were both fed antibiotics as a kid. So we believe that was a huge, due to chronic ear infections, we believe that was a huge factor. Mm. As to why we developed gut issues, because we started having, you know, nutrient deficiencies, mineral imbalances. Mm. And as I grew older, again, t- so much anxiety. I, I, I've been, I was the most anxious kid. I mean, I was the kid that was like putting my hand on my heart, making sure my heart was still beating. Wow. Like it, it was that bad. It, like um, you bump your head and Jenna was like convinced she had cancer. Yeah, it yeah. was. So lots of health anxiety around, you know, just everyday life and in, in my, you know, my experience and. These gut issues, you know, they weren't bad, let's say. Like, definitely stomach aches, definitely going to the bathroom, definitely happened when I had, you know, dairy or I'm guessing now, you know, packaged snacks and things like that. But my issues really, really developed end of college, senior year, where I 
had just gotten off a four-year bender of drinking excess alcohol and just running my body to the ground. And I started getting chronically bloated. And during this time, my anxiety was obviously not good, but I was also on medication for that. So that started and I had tons of bloating, constipation, you know, the whole nine yards of gut issues. And one of those things where I didn't know what to do. You know, I'm sitting here, I'm bloated. Doesn't seem like anyone else is bloated. I also didn't open up about that. You're not sitting here being like, are you bloated? You know, because I am. It was just this like pain that I dealt with. So then I, I started to see a, um, well, actually, Jill had gone to, and she'll get into that, had gone to this integrative doctor. And I was fighting it for so long. I was like, you know what? I'm fine. I will cure myself. Um, I'll be okay. And the reality, reality is I wasn't. You know, and so end up seeing an integrative doctor or practitioner who did energy testing on us. And she explain what that is. Basically, it's just biofeedback. It's like it's a little complicated, but it's just how your body and energy works with, you know, foods, testing food. You use a little vial, you put your arm up. It, it's basically I've done it before. Yeah, yeah. How it your looks body like reacts. voodoo or like right. witchcraft if you if it doesn't work for exactly. you. Exactly. Totally. So we did that. I did a whole supplement. I completely changed my diet. So it worked. It worked. And I was, you know, I was eating well. I always, I've, I've been health conscious for a yeah. long time. What were the changes you made? Yeah. So I, I completely, when I say I completely changed my diet, I went from eating, you know, gluten and dairy and kind of whatever I wanted to being really on the opposite end of super, super strict, you know, really healthy protein, meat, wild game, if you know what that is. So it's like um, duck and, and boar and stuff like that. Elk bison, too? Elk, exactly. Bison, okay. Yep. Yeah. And, and that really helped. That really helped. Oh. And yeah, healthy fats, a lot of olive oil, a lot of, you know, greens, but not too many greens because... That could be a whole nother topic, but we know vegetables can be great, but some of them could be. And if they're cooked or not cooked. Exactly. And then a supplement routine based off of that biofeedback, that energy testing. And I completely transformed. I mean, I lost uh, unnecessarily. I mean, I was fine, but I think I lost 15, 20 pounds of just bloat, essentially. That was two, two and a half years ago. And that's kind of what ignited everything we do now. So that's amazing. Yeah. First, how are, how is everything now with you? The move has been hard. I mean, we moved 10 months ago to Austin and I didn't realize it was going to be as big of a transition as it was for myself. I've studied abroad. I've done, you know, big things in my life, but I got out of my routine and I think that's been really impactful. So I'm also someone who holds a lot of stress and a lot of emotion in my gut. I know that's like a, a chakra or something like that. I'm trying to get more into that. But stress is a really big factor when it comes to gut issues. And I've had more than enough, I think, in these past 10 months. So comparatively speaking, I'm doing much better, but I still have my days. Um, So I'm not where I want to be, but I'm also not in the position. And I know a lot more after studying gastrointestinal healing. I know a lot more and I know how to help myself and kind of get out of it. Yeah. You'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And Jill. Yeah, so I played competitive softball in high school, travel ball, all that good stuff. And it's playing nationally. Our teams were always nationally ranked. So you talk about pressure. It was completely self-inflicted. But I was 
I was really, really good. I committed to UNC Chapel Hill when I was 14. So they've changed those rules. But no kid should be making college decisions when you're 14. And so I just like I lived very differently in high school. I cared way more about my batting average than I did my grades and all that good stuff. So I started to develop IBS in high school. And um, the same practitioner that we went to a few years ago, we saw her or I saw her when I was in high school and they said, go gluten free. And I'm like, you're nuts. And that's not real. Bread is healthy. And like, you don't know what you're talking about. What we grew up (laughs) thinking, right? Yeah. And so when I went to college, um, you know, it's interesting. I'm really big into being fit does not mean you're healthy. But I didn't understand that at the time. So I'm like, okay, I'm lifting five days a week and I'm play- I'm a collegiate athlete and so I'm healthy. But my IBS really caught up with me and I was really, really, really struggling. And it's embarrassing to be a girl in college and you want to be cute and fun. And instead you're like looking for every bathroom possible. It's just like, that's not cute. And so <laughs> yeah. I, was, I didn't tell anyone. I mean, like, yeah. I don't think the majority of my friends even knew, which now, like, obviously, everyone knows we talk about it on the Internet, so mm-hmm. you can't avoid it. But at the time, I was humiliated by it. So we, I went to go see a world-renowned gastroenterologist who ran the UNC department or whatever it was. And he basically said, sorry, you have IBS and so do millions of other Americans and sucks. Like, really? And he, this man didn't take insurance. Like, this was a this was an expensive trip to say, so sorry, you're SOL. I don't understand how these doctors just... That's what they say. Yeah. Have you never gone home and thought maybe something else could right. change that? Or do they just don't? I don't. Well, I just don't understand. To make it even worse, he said, the only thing we can really do is give you an antidepressant because what it can do is slow down the signals from your brain to your gut. And I hear that now and I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. What the fuck? Right. right. But at the time, I'm like, well, Okay, let's give it a try. But imagine, I don't, I'm not a doctor, but if you're not depressed and you take antidepressants, I don't know what it does, but it wasn't good. I, yeah, I felt the yeah, effects. Yeah. So after a few weeks, I'm like, mom, I don't think this is a good call. And she's like, get off. Don't do this. So through college, I really struggled. My junior year, I developed, um, the, like an inability to process fat. So I started vomiting. Oh man. And what was really difficult was like, they, everyone kept saying like, not that it's in your head, but basically it's in your head. Like you're stressing yourself out to the point where you're vomiting. I'm like, okay, yes, I'm stressed, but no, like there's more to this. And so yeah, other people are under stress. Right. Yeah. Um, I finished at UNC and I actually, I got my master's at Duke and I played there and they took a little bit of a different approach. Now we cut out dairy, we cut out gluten. We also cut out meat. And so I was just hungry all the time, so, yeah. but they were on the right path for sure. When I graduated college though, it got worse. So I'm vomiting. I have IBS. I now have acne all over my face, like the painful, uncomfortable. I was struggling to sleep. I was so anxious. It was everything. Like I was kind of miserable. Yeah. And so I wanted to turn my life around. So I started counting my calories. I started following girls on Instagram that were fit. And so I was like, okay, if I only eat this amount of calories and I work out for an hour and a half every day, I'm going to be healthy. (laughs) And sure, like I looked great, but I still struggled with everything. And I'm like, I don't freaking get it. How am I not better? And that's when we found I kind of surrendered and was like, I will literally stand on my head and like, you know, I would do anything (laughs) to feel better. And so (laughs) we went and she did the muscle testing or the 
energy healing tests and I cut out dairy. I cut out gluten, but then there were random things and they were just specific to me like coconut because it was fatty, obviously red meat. I just remember eating a lot of turkey, some beans for a while for, I would say for four to six weeks, it was really selective and that mentally was tough. And what we started to realize during that process is there was no one we could look to that was confirming hey, this isn't going to be forever, but this is what you have to do. Or, hey, this is, you're on the right track this time. This isn't going to be another failed attempt. And so that's when this idea of Gut Talk Girls today really started because we just wanted someone out there to be like, hey, this is, you're on the right path here and you're making the right choices and this is worth it. Like that was kind of the bottom line. Because at the time we're like, fingers crossed this, you know, some woman put vials in my hand and my arms flopped up and down and she told me what I could eat. I mean, we were really, we went out on the limb there. So for me, I'm really passionate on the difference between being fit and having a six pack and being healthy. Um, because I'm sure you see it a lot too. And the fitness world online and Instagram, you see all of these fitness influencers pushing their pre-workouts and their proteins and their supplements and their this and their that. But I'm like, you guys aren't showing that you edit all your pictures because you have really bad acne or because you have super bad anxiety or all these other things because you are only fit. And that's okay. Maybe you just want to be fit. But that was a massive struggle for me because I like I made the... It fucks with your head for sure. Yeah. It's Everybody, I think, that is in the fitness world or on the fitness journey has a moment where they see behind the curtain and they go, oh, I see what's going on. Mm-hmm. I had that moment with like, oh, all these guys are on steroids. Mm. And you like have this like epiphany and you realize, yeah, being fit doesn't mean you're healthy. Yeah. And then you have this like 180 flip and you're like, oh, I got to think about this totally different. Yeah. And so for us, we want to feel good. Like and I want to look good, too. Yeah. But feeling good comes first mm-hmm. and looking good comes very closely. For second, sure. Yeah. Right. Like I'm not just going to throw away the aesthetic part because that is it's important to us. Sure. But, but if you feel good and you do the right things, you can look yes, good. There's no reason you exactly. can't. And we're just what we what we try to say is there's so much more to health than being skinny, than being or thin. curvy or. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but whatever. We grew up with the media portraying skinny bodies as the ideal look, as the ideal aesthetic. And yeah. I think it's been incredibly detrimental well, to us, absolutely. We but, couldn't be skinny if we tried. Right, like, we're us, just not we're built that girls way. We're curvy girls forever. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. But, but I think that took us such a long time, too. Yeah. Jenna has scoliosis, multiple curves, and yeah. this doctor gave me a t-shirt. Like, when we were in middle school, and it says, my sister's a curvy girl. <laughs> I Like, wish, what? I wish we still had the shirt. Oh, I probably oh. still do. Come that would on. be That would be incredible if I could wear that today. Right? Like, my sister's a curvy yeah. girl. <laughs> So funny. But I was time, so embarrassed. But, I was like, oh my God. And, but at the time, saying you were curvy was so insulting. It's like, no, no, I'm not. Right. Dick yeah, you're skinny. saying I'm fat, basically. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. But, it, I, you know, and you see it too. It's Instagram, it's social media. It's so hard to understand what health is today, how to pick it apart. Should I do this? Should I do that? It's do so I much. need this? Yeah. And it gets mm-hmm. overwhelming. And I, I, like, I feel for all the younger girls today who have to grow up in this time i mean we missed a lot of it but i we joke now like every 14 year old looks like a model like there's no awkward phases anymore there's editing of pictures i know this is off topic but no, you're it's good. 
it's really we see it every day and like so we don't edit any of our pictures like the most we'll do is like a filter on our story but we don't touch anything because we feel like it's it's only detrimental to say hey you feeling good is the priority over looking good but we also twerk mm-hmm. and contour and do all that kind of twerk. stuff twerk. Did I say twerk? <laughs> we twerk tweak and so that's been a massive um not influence but kind of motivator for us is we just want to be real right like we're, we're we will never have the most perfect body when we feel like that's shit super real right yeah you have to so yeah, that's that's kind of our background and and how we've got into this mm-hmm. uh, this point. Yeah, and you work with clients, right? Mm-hmm. So tell me about that. Yeah, what type so of clients do you see? And- I typically see people who have been diagnosed IBS by a doctor and maybe were prescribed medication or been told that there's nothing they can do. And I'm like, all right, let's take this a scale back and. We do a stool test and that's one of the main things that I do is seeing these underlying imbalances because what there's, we mentioned biofeedback through this energy testing, but what she also found was candida overgrowth, which is a yeast. She found, you know, through, it's crazy, but through energy, you can find parasites, you can find all sorts of things. So she found different things within us, majorly candida though, that was this overgrowth that was caused due to kind of the lifestyle factors that we had mentioned before, stress, antibiotics, not proper nutrition, things like that. So what I do with clients is I do a stool test and that shows, it's a really awesome one. It's called the GI map stool test. And it shows these imbalances or these gut infections or, um, you know, is your pancreas not producing enough enzymes or proper enzymes to digest your food? And that is typically when I find that, when I, when I find results from that, that's typically the answers as to why they were diagnosed IBS in the first place, because things like parasites, dysbiosis, meaning you have too much bad bacteria, not enough good bacteria. It's an imbalance. Um, not digesting fats properly. Um, people have things like E. coli in their systems. Wow. All of these things cause gut issues. And when we find that through a stool test, I'm able to address that through diet, lifestyle and supplements and it's obviously those three are incredibly important and we know you need all of them you can't just spot treat right you can't just throw supplements at someone who's overly stressed and has a poor diet you have to have all three in order for them to work um just like you can't try to eat your way out of a stressful life we all know that right for sure um and so that's primarily what i'll do food sensitivity testing with some clients too which is a blood test because that plays a factor too but why are you getting food sensitivities? It's something underlying, right? It's always those imbalances. So, how often um, yeah. do you like to have people test their uh, stool? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, typically you'll test it and then you'll do a three month protocol. Wait a month to see how you did. You know, it's like how's my body adjusting to that? And then you test again to say, hey, did we take care of it? Or sometimes other things pop up because you're like taking care of one thing. You use something called a biofilm disruptor, um, which you know, bacteria and and parasites and stuff, they'll form a biofilm over them. So you have to break through that. It's crazy, right? Like how the body works and how these pathogens protect themselves, right? Just like we like to protect ourselves. And it will then uncover other potential parasites or something. I'm not, that's extreme cases. I've seen multiple cases that are, 
you know, completely. And I'll look at symptoms too, of course. Like if they feel great and they feel amazing and they have so much more energy there, they don't have any digestive issues. I'm like, okay, let's go off of your symptoms instead of like trying to spot treat every single thing we see on the stool test. You know what I mean? So sometimes yeah. you can have bacteria things and you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, you know, I've never seen a stool test that's been perfect. Not even ours. Uh, so you need to do the combination of symptoms and exactly what because, the results are. Yeah. Just, you have to keep in mind that, you know, the huge thing we saw on social media was this whole craze about parasites. Sure, parasites are in a lot of people, maybe all. I'm not exactly sure. I don't want to, like, say a definite s- statement right there. But sometimes parasites can be looked at as protein in the gut and your stomach acid just takes it and digests it and you're good to go. Yeah, it's fine. It's not the end of Exactly. So it's kind of deciphering when it's actually causing issues and you have these crazy, you know, neurological issues and symptoms like that versus like, hey, I have a parasite, but this one is going to go actually right through me and I'll be fine. So not everything is quote unquote bad. It's just how does it present in your body and where's your body at right now? I mean, obviously we all know stress again is, you know, we need a little bit of it, but too much stress can be, you know, really detrimental for the body as Jill and I have seen with ourselves. And if you're really stressed and that you do have parasites, perhaps your body's not, you know, fighting them off in the way you want to. So yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Have you seen anything that's common across the board, whether they take a test or not, that tends to help people with symptoms with gut problems. Yeah. There's like usually if most people, eighty to ninety percent, do these couple things, they're gonna feel better. Yeah. I would say there's two main things. Okay. Stress, you know, management, right? Stress management. What does that mean? Well, it can mean a ton of different things. I think we all have different, you know, uh ways that we decrease our stress maybe develop a meditation or mindfulness practice, right? Yeah. I think I know you're into that, right? Well, I think a lot of people also don't real some people don't even realize they're stressed. Right. They have no idea that they're stressed. Yeah, that's such a good point because people are running like crazy animals with their heads cut off because that's life these days, right? Like especially when pre-covid mm-hmm. wake up, go to the gym, go to work, come home and do it all over again yeah. and there was no time to rest. What have you guys done? I'll let you go. But what have you guys done for your own stress management? You noticed really works well or hasn't worked well? Mm-hmm. Well, so I'm actually in a six month meditation course right now. <laughs> cool. So I'll Which be, um, it's at Suka Yoga yeah. uh, Aaron? with Aaron yeah. and Mark. She's the best. Uh, they're I incredible. So I never believed in meditation. I thought I'm a very, uh, that's what I'm, I thought about yoga. I thought it was bullshit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. As, as a, like it's a like, former, it's just some hot yoga studio. It's like, why wouldn't I just lift weights? This right, is bullshit. Right. And as a former D one athlete, like I'm a forcer, like I'll figure out a way to get it done. Um, and so what it's created for me is like, I, my mind is just going way too quickly. And I finally, Erin has become a really wonderful friend of ours. Mm-hmm. And she's like, maybe just think about it. And I'm like, yeah, Erin, no, <laughs> like no <laughs> shot. Like I mean, you want six months, long story short, I'm in it. And that, how far are you in? We just had our second month. Great. So it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, once a month. Cool. I have and a client in there. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's changing my perspective on everything. Cool. So I wake up and I meditate now. Um, and that looks like a lot of different things, right? Uh, some days it's silent meditation, meaning like you're literally just trying to think about nothing and you're saying thinking when you start to think about something to kind of redirect your brain. But other times I'm too stressed 
and I know that's not going to work. So I'll do like box breath, which is like breathing in, holding at the top, releasing all that good stuff. Great. That, but movement is the other thing. Walking Mm -hmm. a ton, getting out in the sun, drinking water. It sounds ridiculous, but it's like living that lifestyle of not being stuck at your desk all day if you work in a corporate job or like if you're a mom, making that time for yourself. And then the other thing that I've done is I've been in therapy for years and like my therapist will be at my wedding. Like I might need my first child after her. She's been (laughs) incredible. And just being real with your problems and saying them out loud makes such a difference Mm -hmm. for me. Just being like, I I would never admit this to anyone, but since you're bound legally, (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now and just get it out there. And it feels so freeing. So I'm a big pusher of therapy. And now I'm starting to kind of come into my own of meditation. And it looks different for everyone. And uh, trying to slowly change that narrative as it's changing in my own head. What have you noticed has changed? My baseline stress. I am not, I am so much more willing to let things be and come as they are. And that doesn't mean don't work hard. And it doesn't mean like, okay, whatever happens, but being okay if it doesn't or if it does. And the other thing that I would say too is, is I'm now aware. I'm a big foot tapper when I'm anxious. Mm. And over the past month, I've started to notice, okay. And then I just stop it. And then your body starts to react because mm. you're no longer anxiously tapping. So just being aware of kind of what my uh, like anxious energy is or um, and then just slowly correcting it and being OK, like, OK, all right, my foot was tapping. That's fine. Let it go. Right. So not trying to overcorrect and be like, OK, now I have to go meditate for 10 minutes because my foot was tapping, just trying to like stop it. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for you to get through the whole thing. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm like, where do I, who will I be? Right. <laughs> Jenna was, at, Jenna was at brunch Sunday fun day and I'm like in right. meditation class. <laughs> Would have never guessed that for myself, right. but That's here we are. Dope. Yeah. Just changing narratives, right? Like I never thought I would be into being glued in. I never thought I'd be talking about poop on the internet, but. Yeah, girls poop. Girls poop. Yeah. Hashtag. That's a hashtag. Let's, let's get it going. Yeah. <laughs> we, we tried. We will continue it. I love it. And what about for you? So as I mentioned, you know, I've been a little bit of struggle city over here. I'm honest about it because I've suppressed, you know, it so much over my life. I knew it never did me any well, any good. Mm-hmm. And having the social media has really allowed me to open up about it. I know you saw my post about trying to find therapy. I'm I'm always the person that thinks I can do it on myself because I know there's so many resources out there and you can. When, it's hard. It's it not hard. easy. It's yeah. not easy to let somebody into your thoughts. Yeah. Because it could, you know, I've gone to therapy a couple of times. I remember the first time, two times I went in, finally found somebody I trusted mm-hmm. And it's like an odd body experience where you're like rambling all this shit. And you're yeah. like, what am I even fucking saying? Right. And I feel so uncomfortable. And then you leave and you're like, I think I feel better. <laughs> literally me. Literally yeah. me. Well, and as someone who's been uh, in for years, I will say yeah. the first few months of therapy are exhausting. Oh, I bet. Because you're like, oh, when this happened to me, right. oh, and did I even tell you about that? And <laughs> wait, I never like mentioned my ex. Like, right. oh, like, you know what <laughs> I mean? Let me tell you about no, this. Right. This is going to take me four <laughs> sessions alone. And so if you are uh, in the beginning and I'll try to, you know, encourage Jenna as she starts, it gets a lot better. 
once you kind of like vomit your entire life out, then you start to be able to just kind of start like managing week to week, month to month and not being like (laughs) digging and tapping and it makes it makes. So I heard this the other day. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to like do jujitsu myself. Mm. And Jordan Peterson, Peterson talks about when you start something new, you have to be willing to be a fool. You have to Ooh. willing to feel and be a fool in order that. to actually move on. Not that you're a fool in therapy, but like yeah. you have to go through that uncomfortable, like, I don't know what this is about. I don't oh. know what I'm thinking. I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm feeling. It's like, just embrace that. Yeah. And I realize almost all of my life I've hated, I've always said, I hate to be the newbie. Like I hated being, a, how silly it sounds. I hated being a freshman so in it high makes school. Sense. It makes sense. Right. I've always hated because I, I felt like a fool and I don't think I've ever I mean, in certain situations, maybe, but I've never pushed myself far enough to get past that. Like I have, but I I just, I hate that type of feeling. So, but one thing that I know makes me feel really good is being out in the sun. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, we all have sunshine, right? We all can access it. Oh, it's, it's so important. It's so important. Sleep and sun. Sleep and sun. So underrated. Yeah, seriously. And do you have a practice or? I, I mean, we have our, our dog Duke. Yeah. Um, and I what walk kind of in. Dog? He's a he's a mini labradoodle. <laughs> oh yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, and we have the same spot we go to. I'm not going to disclose it, but it's <laughs> right in the sun. Got it. <laughs> and I, I always think to myself, and Jill knows I like chasing sunrises <laughs> and sunsets. That's awesome. And I <laughs> until you almost crash the car. Right, right. <laughs> and, that never happened. And I always notice though when I'm outside or I'm in the sun, I'm never unhappy right like maybe I'm a little anxious but I'm out there and I'm in nature and I realize that it makes me so happy or even doing silly activities like at the gym we go to we'll play basketball outside and we both used to play basketball as kids or I'll like you know juggle the ball as like using a soccer ball I'm like things that kind of get me in this playful state that I'm not thinking about too much other than focusing on how many juggles I can get or like the basket that I'm gonna make and things like that I had a really good meditation practice a couple a year ago. What was I got, that? I got really into Joe Dispenza. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I was like obsessed. Um, I also got into her name's Biet Simpkin or something. And okay. it, it's basically we all have a soul, right? And you know, we're just, you know, a body, but we have we're all soul beings. And mm-hmm. I did a lot of like wake up morning meditation before I did anything type of thing, or maybe like use music to like pump pump myself up yeah and it was like truly magical like I got high off of it and then I moved to Austin and kind of lost myself and that's where I'm at trying to refine I'm getting back into him um we also love Gabby Bernstein cool um so things like that yeah one thing neither of us mentioned though is we prioritize our sleep oh yeah to the point where we won't do a morning workout if we didn't get seven to eight hours super smart yeah, mm-hmm. like uh, I wear an eye mask every night. Jenna, like, <laughs> yeah. What's your sleep rituals? Yeah, and how do you get good sleep? Because no. sleep that's not easy. No, no. it's not I, easy, especially I, if you have like gut stuff and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I'm very honest about this. I have been taking melatonin now for months, and it's not something I plan on using forever. Uh, but I would rather take some melatonin and get eight hours than sit there restless for four and only get four hours. Totally. So um, I was actually working with um, a different doctor for just some stuff I was adjusting. And he was like, take it. You know, like if that's the biggest thing. And yeah, you- it, it puts you to sleep, but it doesn't keep you asleep for those who have that issue. Yeah. 
and I have no problem staying asleep. So um, I take that, but uh, read before bed. I've been doing about realistically 30 minutes with no phone an hour. I haven't gotten there. Kudos to everyone who has. I use it. It's about the intention though. Right. I use a hatch alarm clock. So um, it's it's very fancy though. It's like, it's it's this like um, almost like a circular light. So for 20 minutes, it's bright light and I read and then it goes into red light and I've read light for 10 minutes and it plays like noise. And then I go into like soft sounds, but I wake up to a sunrise and like a 15 minute flute play. That sounds amazing. That's yeah. not your sleep what is routine. It, what is it called? What? Um, hatch. Hatch. Yeah, not sponsored. I just really love Hatch. So sweet. Yeah. What yeah. else? What else in your sleep routine? I think red light's really important. What is? What do you mean red? Um, just literally red light. Yeah, because blue light is what awakes you, right? Red light's the opposite. And don't ask me the scientific details about that, but I just know that. Um, like looking at your phone right before bed, it's kind of stimulating that like stress response, right? Especially if you're scrolling through TikTok, looking at something that maybe doesn't make you happy, you know, so putting your phone away, putting my phone away is the greatest thing I can do reading a book instead. Um, and red light before bed. And a lot of times too, this will depend on case by case, but I find a lot of people who eat large dinners, not even large, you can eat a large dinner, but too much before bed digestion takes up a lot of energy. So that's a big factor. Um, we've so also, you would say, so do eat a large meal sorry, before bed? Sorry. No, don't. Oh. Um, <laughs> like, it's like it's going? <laughs> an Ayurvedic do practice. Do what you want. Right. Yeah. Do what you want, but you know, maybe you want to dabble with it. I don't know. But yeah. um, no, I think you're totally, yeah. Yeah. I think sense. a big thing too that I find in clients, just a little tip. A lot of times I'll see people wake up between the hours of two and three. Mm-hmm. It's blood sugar response. So a lot of times I'll see that people who with dysreg- dysregulated blood sugar, those imbalances. So making sure you get a um, like a, pr- a protein, carb and a fat with every meal it nice. can be a great option. Um, things like that, because I, I don't wake up in the middle of the night. Right. Like I get a full eight hours of sleep and just prioritizing it, you know, um, making your sleep one of the biggest priorities. Like when we go out at night, we're both like kind of mad if we go to bed at one or two. I mean, it makes us seem like these like lame people. Trust me, we go out and like have fun, but trying to get as much sleep ev- literally every single night. But when you feel good during the day and you start paying attention to that, you exactly. start to value it more. Yeah. And I think what Jill was saying about her morning routine and waking up great it's also beneficial for night and uh, we could play on the circadian rhythm stuff too, but just making sure you get that morning light can actually set you up for nighttime too. So all of those things. Yeah. The last thing I would say too, is I journal before bed, oh, yeah. getting your thought. There's something about getting your thoughts out on paper that for me, at least if they're out on paper, they're less in my head. Um, and just being able to kind of like, maybe I have an aha moment. Maybe I don't, but that kind of allows me like I'm, I'm mentally, aware of the fact of like, okay, I'm leaving this stuff out on paper for the night so I can go to sleep peacefully mm-hmm. and like being aware. Mm. And this has taken us so long to get to this spot. Yeah. And you're going to keep discovering stuff. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But I think, I don't know if you've seen it for a long time, that hustle culture mm. was uh, like glamorized a little bit, like sleep two hours, but you're getting your workout in and you have three. If you're not fucking working Saturday and Sunday till (laughs) 10 PM, you're not going to have a life. Right. And Jenna was way ahead of me on this. Like 
she was like, I'm not going to work myself to death here. Like I'm going to prioritize, prioritize my health. I had to kind of get sick and like really struggle through it to be like, okay, I have to kind of shift my Mm -hmm. um, perspective there. But I found like that was, I'm like a recovering hustler, Mm -hmm. I think, because I always wanted to be like, I'm going to work harder than everyone. I, who cares if I only get four hours of sleep, I'll be at the gym at five 30. And then I'm crashed and I'm a bitch and like, you know. Yeah, you're no good to anybody. <laughs> no, exactly. It does no good for absolutely anyone. So what's, if women are listening or anybody listening with gush, gut issues or anxiety, like what is your message to them? What is something, you know, if they're listening, you could say it directly to them to give them hope or something to start to do to change. What would you say to them? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, if you hear, hear our stories, we've been through a lot. We've had a lot of issues but I think the body always wants to heal right it's always trying to get back to health and but you have to give it what it wants right and we said proper sleep um stress management good nutrient dense foods I know a lot of people there's that whole community especially in the fitness industry it's those protein powders pre-workouts all those supplements that's noise. That's just the media. You want those nutrient-dense quality meat, quality fruits, vegetables. And I think it's really important, as we say, be your own health advocate. If you don't feel good, okay, make adjustments. A lot of what we did was trial and error. But if you don't feel well, you have to make those changes and you have to prioritize your health because, as Jill said in the beginning, you have to be your own advocate. No one is coming to save you. We didn't save each other. Sure, we were there as support systems, but we had to go and save our own selves and put ourselves and our health first. Yeah, I love that. I think the only thing I would add to that is be really brutally honest with yourself mm. and how you're feeling. You said something earlier about people not even realizing they were stressed. Mm-hmm. Really like take some time to reflect before you even make any changes. And then don't make every change in one day. Go really slowly. Yep. And I would say the last thing is, is we're living in a world of trends right now and be really, really picky. And um, yeah, I guess picky would be a good word as to what's trendy and what's really going to help you because it's really easy to take a greens powder or a supplement because your favorite person on the internet does. But is that really what's going to help you? I think healing, a lot of times we make it into this really um, uh, tricky thing. And sure, if you have if you have, you know, gut health issues that are really severe, maybe it is trickier. But I think a lot of times getting back to the basics of eating real food, walking every day, getting sunlight, hydrating and sleeping will do more for you than any of the extra stuff that we're seeing. And and lifting weights. 100%. (laughs) Yeah. All right, guys, that was super fun. Yeah. How does everybody, how, how do people find you and connect with you? Yeah. And where they want to work with you? Yeah. So uh, we're Gut Talk Girls on TikTok and Instagram. If you want to work with me, um, I'm actually booked right now, but you can email Congratulations. me. Thank you. <laughs> um, you can actually just reach out to me on Instagram DM. That's the best place. And I'll, you know, hear your case or, uh, you know, see if we can work together in the next few months or so. You need to train some gals under you. I know. Yeah. Are you going to get on that? No, I we am. The meditation part. Yeah. I think I'm going to go more into the mindful. The yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a good we combo. Yeah. Well, Stay see. tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> Super rad. 
Well, yeah, thank, thank you. you so much for being here. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you. We had so much fun. Thank you. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, that was Ooh, great. That was so yeah, fun. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah. No, thank you. It was a lot of fun. Guys, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. Jill and Jenna, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You have an amazing TikTok, an amazing podcast. You guys are going to go so far. I know it. Keep on keeping on. Guys, take care of your gut health. Keep exploring how to make yourself feel better and focus on what you have control over, not what you don't. Set small little steps each week. Make progress. Keep momentum going. And remember, when you're struggling and things are hard, reach out to somebody. Find somebody to connect with, whether it's a therapist, a friend, a loved one, a stranger, whatever it is, you don't need to go through life alone. Know that life is hard for us all. We all have moments where we might feel guilt or shame or depression. This is normal. We are not perfect. There is no perfect human. So please lean on somebody. Lean on somebody now, today, text. And if you have someone in your life that you think might be struggling, please reach out to them. Be that lifeline for them as well. Uh, check out The Big Silence. Uh, my client, Karina, has an incredible nonprofit that helps people with mental health issues as well as has a hotline. I think it's free if you are struggling yourself. So The Big Silence, check it out. Karina Don also has a new book coming out soon. All right, guys, no more me talking. I will see you on the next episode.